You're listening to The Hammer and Nigel Show. Tommy Lahren is no stranger to controversy. I have a question for the self-righteous Hollywood liberal. Fox News contributor Tommy Lahren. Tommy Lahren. Tommy Lahren. Joining us right now, Tommy Lahren. Tommy Lahren. Please welcome Tommy Lahren. It's this country, the country that you have so much disdain for that allows you the right to speak your mind. It protects your right to be a whiny, indulgent, attention-seeking crybaby. My name is Nigel. Hammer right over there with a special guest on the hotline. Tommy Laren is fearless. That is the name of the program. You can catch it on Outkick every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 7 o'clock. She is also a Fox News contributor. Tommy, welcome back to the Hammer and Nigel show. Let's get into it here. While most of us were asleep last night, the Good Time Party Boys at the Senate got together and decided to send quite a bit of our cash to Ukraine to Taiwan, to Israel. I'm curious as to your thoughts. Well, actually, I was awake for it because I was going to be on Fox and Friends first, and I saw the disturbing news in real time. You know, I wish I was shocked by it. I wish I was surprised. But unfortunately, another day, another $100 billion, you know, to foreign nations. Meanwhile, our country is going to hell in a handbasket. We don't have $95.3 billion to send. We have to borrow that. But as we know, when they're using our tax dollars to throw at foreign entities, it really uh, is priceless. What's more disturbing, the fact that the Senate passed this or they did it with Republican votes? Yeah, 22 Republican votes to be uh, exact on that. And also two of those votes to senators from my home state of South Dakota, one of the reddest states in the nation. And we have not one, but two of our senators as a part of that 22 who sold us down the river. So, you know, it just goes to show that GOP primary voters and GOP voters in general, even in red states, you know, we got to start being more active here and know who we're voting for because the Uniparty is alive and well. And, Tommy, we were talking about this earlier because we had a senator in our state, in Todd Young, uh, sign off on this as well. And there's got to be better messaging from the Republican Party because it seems like there's a little civil war going on between the Freedom Caucus, Donald Trump-style MAGA Republicans, and then the old-school Mitch McConnell establishment swamp monster Republicans. And ultimately, it's confusing messaging, I think, for a lot of people. No, it is. And I want to know who keeps voting for Mitch McConnell, who keeps voting for these people that we are sending into office. I mean, I think it's quite obvious, obviously, by this primary process that Donald Trump is obviously the choice of the Republican Party. That's who Republican voters want. But still, as much as Republican voters have signaled they want Donald Trump, we still keep voting for the Mitch McConnell types, the Lindsey Graham types, and we keep sending them to D.C. So I'm not entirely sure what our party, what our voters are doing, if they just become complacent, if there's so much money with some of these incumbents that have been there for so long. I'm not sure, but I think it might be a perfect storm of all of those things. And we got to get our priorities in line because, again, we've got a border that's wide open, and we find $95.3 billion or so says the Senate to send to foreign entities $60 billion to Ukraine that I'm sorry really uh, helps us and, and gives us what in return? You know, it's just mind-boggling that this continues to happen. Okay, not only, yeah, what does it give us in return that $60 billion to Ukraine? 
is that the end of it? What does that do for Ukraine? Is that going to put them over the top? Is that going to make them beat the Russians 60 billion? Is this, you know, I, I, I see, you know, especially with no audits and no oversight, where is the pathway to a win here for Ukraine? 60 billion, here you go. What's that going to do? That's a drop in the bucket, Tommy. Yeah, these warmongers don't want to win yes. wars. You know, warmonger is actually kind of a, of a misleading title there. What they really are is endless war mongers. Yes. They don't want to solve anything. And that same goes for the Middle East. That's why we are funding both Israel and Hamas with our aid to the Palestinians. So we really fund both sides of every war, and it seems ridiculous and it seems insane unless you realize that our representatives are on the take, and a lot of them are benefiting from the military-industrial complex. So you don't solve a problem that really is your money spigot. You just keep the slow drip going so that your bank account is always happy and your influence peddling is always alive and well. That's what's going on here. You know, at the outset, if we wanted to help Ukraine win this thing, we could have done that. It would have been quick. It would have been decisive. But no, we wanted this to be a multi-year thing, which we just keep sending money and money and money and perpetuity until who knows? Who knows when? There is no end. Tommy Laren is our guest, host of Tommy Laren is Fearless on Outkick, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursdays at 7 o'clock. You could also catch her on Fox. All right, Tommy, I'm going to lay out three different things here for you. You tell me which one has got Democrat panties and more of a twist here, okay? <laughs> the special counsel report on Joe Biden that basically said he's too incompetent to know any better. The following press conference that Joe Biden did, where he basically doubled down and proved everything, or Kamala Harris, bless her heart, coming out saying she's ready to lead. Which one is a bigger problem for the Democrats right now? Well, I think the Kamala Harris problem is going to be their biggest problem because the aforementioned two, the special counsel report, as well as the press conference, I've been quite vocal about this. I think the Democrat Party is perfectly happy with that because, like I said last week on Fox News, they're giving Joe just enough rope to hang himself. They don't want him to be the nominee. they got to figure out a way to get him out of there. So they're saying, you know what, Mr. President, you go out there and you talk, and we'll see how well that goes for you. We will let you end this yourself through just quite obvious you not being able to handle yourself, not being competent, not being you know, cognitively efficient. So what I would say is the Kamala Harris thing is still what's got them baffled because they don't know what they're going to do with her. They know that they can throw Joe under the bus via his own dementia. But what about Kamala? What do you do with that? So that's their biggest problem right now. And what's kind of a trip to me is watching two different things play out here. You've got the folks that are still trying to carry water for Joe, Joe Scarborough, the folks at MSNBC, even Chuck Schumer coming out and saying Joe Biden's fine. It's Republican propaganda. But you've also got some folks starting to turn on Joe Biden. I don't know if I've seen the White House press pool turn on Joe Biden quite like they did the other night. Tommy, I don't think you would have seen that two or maybe three years ago, but you're seeing it now. We're seeing it now because the plan is in motion, and this has been a carefully crafted plan since the beginning of this whole thing, since 2020. This has been a carefully crafted plan, in my opinion. 
couple of years ago, the press and the Democrats, they couldn't be critical of Joe Biden because they had to use him to puppeteer their agenda. But now that it's waning, now that we're coming up to the end of the term and they don't want to run him again, now they feel comfortable exposing him. And you'll still see some that will be hesitant to say something. But I would love to hear those backroom conversations, the hot mic moments. I'm sure we're going to hear more of what they actually think, because there is not a single Democrat out there, including First Lady Jill Biden, who is isn't thinking that this is a disaster and a mess. Not not a single one of them believes that Joe is is able to do this job. Yeah, and then overall, big picture, I, I, like I was actually kind of stunned when I saw this special counsel report with the classified documents and Biden losing some extremely sensitive documents and then coming out and saying uh, they don't, you know, he's years away. Like he had no idea when his son Bo actually passed away and he's not mentally fit to stand trial so we're not going to pursue any charges now the low-hanging fruit here here but this is the thing everybody needs to know if the president's not mentally fit to stand trial (laughs) how is he mentally fit to be president Oh, exactly. And I think that that's the the biggest point here. And it's quite obvious to all of us. But I think that's how they're going to get Joe out, to be honest with you. I think that's how Democrats are going to play this. They're going to come to Joe and they're going to say, listen, there's a lot of things here. It's not just the classified documents. It's also the influence peddling and the Hunter Biden. We just had the, you know, of course, the Bobolinsky testimony Mm -hmm. today. I think that the DNC, the powers that be, the Obama shadow government, they're going to go to Joe and say, hey, listen, either you're going to be in hot water legally or you're just going to back out because you're cognitively failing. That's your choice here, buddy. And I think to preserve himself and his family and his fortune, I think he's going to decide to step back and not run come November. That's that's what I'm thinking is going to happen here. Tommy, last thing before we let you go here. How was your Super Bowl plans? Did did you have a food spread? Did you have people over? Are you a Super Bowl party kind of gal? Or do you just watch it at home, chill out and have some drinks and just soak it all in? I got to be honest with you, I'm not a football fan. So I was waiting for the Super Bowl to be over so that the Taylor Swift <laughs> coverage would end and also baseball season to begin. So for me, it really was just a countdown. Um, I right. didn't stay awake to even watch the full thing. I, I saw too much Taylor Swift stuff. And, and I like Taylor Swift. Don't get me wrong, I like her, but I don't like football. I don't like the nonstop coverage of Taylor. I'm happy that hopefully both of those are over for a while. And now we can welcome baseball season with no Taylor Swift in sight. I didn't know if, like, young Tommy Laren used to run around listening to Usher songs, you know, at UNLV or South Dakota, <laughs> and if that, you know, brought some feelings back or something. Oh, I love Usher. I think I think Usher did a great job. I tweeted it out. I thought Rihanna did better. I'm sorry. I thought she had oh. a better performance. But, but Usher did a good job. And you know what? I felt really bad for Usher, Usher because he brought out Alicia Keys. He brought out Ludacris. He brought out all these folks, Lil John, and still completely overshadowed by Taylor Swift. Poor guy. His moment. <laughs> Tommy Laird is fearless. Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, 7 o'clock at Outkick.com. Follow her on social media. Tommy, thank you you so much awesome as always we'll talk again soon thank you guys talk soon it's the hammer and nigel show